Hi, I'm Chad Emerson, and this is the Downtown Explorer podcast, the virtual third place where we gather for interesting conversations with downtown innovators and entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Chad Emerson, Downtown Huntsville, Inc. We are back for another episode of the Downtown Explorer podcast, and we are super excited to have us today. Joining us is State Representative Rex Reynolds. Welcome to the pod. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate that. One of the logical reasons for you to join us is that a good chunk of your district is in the downtown area. It is. I, I encompass downtown. I literally go from Drake Avenue uh, to the south all the way up to the Tennessee line, taking in Hazel Green and Meridieville, and then back across Chapman Mountain, uh, Montesano. I did, in, in, in before the last census, I had the entire mountain. Now I kind of scoot along the edge uh, there at Hawks Ridge, and then I go almost all the way to Buckhorn High School. So if someone was new to town, um, wasn't aware of District 21 or what the other districts are, how is the downtown area divided up among different districts? I know that Representative Daniels has some of the Campus 805 area. You have some of the downtown area. Give us kind of a, a high-level overview of who represents downtown. Well, we do. So so I literally have uh, the majority of downtown. Now, yes, Campus 805 being on, that, on, on the west side of the parkway is Anthony Daniels. But then Laura Hall kind of creeps on the other side of him and comes in and takes in right there at Huntsville Hospital uh, and kind of takes those apartments there in front of Huntsville Hospital. The hospital itself is in my district. And then and then when it comes down near Holmes Avenue, it's got a little strip down through Holmes Avenue. And it's, 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 um, it's just a matter of trying to be the equality of having about 49,500 constituents per district. And that, you know, and, and, and the consultants draw it accordingly. So your district is really interesting. You have a lot of districts that are almost entirely rural and some that are entirely urban, like in downtown Birmingham. Yours has some of the very rural parts of North Alabama and some of the highest density. How do you, you know, find the issues relate to each other or are different? Well, so, you know, that, that conversation was had when I was trying to decide whether I, was Rex Reynolds the right person uh, to run when we lost the, the late Jim Patterson when he, he died in, in, in uh, the fall of 2017. And I think because I worked with the city of Huntsville for 35 years and, and then, but yet, uh, my grandfather grew, and my father uh, grew up in the Hazel Green area. I had a lot of ties to the county. I lived in, in, in Huntsville for a while, and then later in my career, I lived out in, in northeast Madison County. So I kind of had ties to all those areas. I mean, the, the ballpark here at East Oak Park is named after my father, you know, the Royce B. Reynolds Field. He died. He helped develop that, you know, in the early 60s and uh, died early on of Lou Gehrig's disease, and they named that, that dedicated that field for him. So I just had a lot of ties, and and, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's supported me well. It's given me a, a, a base of knowledge that I feel like I can stand there in the well in Montgomery and, and, and talk about what the Tates and the Braggs are doing uh, up here in rural Madison County, but I, say, I can also talk about what Chad Emerson and Tommy Battle and John Hamilton are doing in the downtown area. One of the things when I was in Montgomery over a decade ago now, but that I really enjoyed working for the city of Montgomery is legislative session. Because really from what, February to early May, you would have people from all over the state, all the way from down the coast to the you know, Lookout Mountain, converging in there. As a legislator, walk us through during session, what's it like? I mean, do you have to drive down every week or how's that work? Give us a little recap of what it is to be a legislator from North Alabama. 
Well, first of all, you know, as we all know, uh, we have the Speaker of the House, uh, Mac McCutcheon, is in North Alabama. And as I tell everybody, your, a lot of times your success uh, for your constituents is based on your committee assignments. Uh, I was blessed as a freshman to be assigned uh, to the Sunset Committee, which is oversight and, and audits of all of our boards and agencies. Uh, so we go back down during the summer. I may be back down there three or four times, two days at a, at a time. Uh, I was also put on the general fund. That was that was unusual for a freshman to get that assignment. So I'm I'm throughout the year going back down there for that as well. And then my most recent was the A Trip Two assignment, which I was excited to get the Governor's Drive project uh, finally off that the 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 rolls, if you will. I mean, it sat there for about five years, and that's the difference in having a representative from North Alabama, from Huntsville, Madison County, on a committee like that. Because otherwise, you know, other people aren't gonna <laughs> aren't gonna look out for our projects that that we need up here. So uh, I guess I say that to say, yes, we are there for a short period of time. Uh, that you know, the, the first year in the new quadrennium, we'll be going in uh, March third, and and we'll be there for for about three months. We 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 may see a special session in there that could stop the session and start again dealing with ARP funds, uh, since we had about a one year extension on the second round of those. ARP is. Uh, the the uh, the federal funds from the uh, yeah the recovery yeah, America's yeah. recovery yeah. plan, yeah. Um, and so I, to, to say that it, it, it's it's not a shock to me because I'm really there all year long. I'm there more than I thought I was going to be. But you're right when you go there, and then you you see all your colleagues from all over the state. Uh, the hallways are full of lobbyists and constituents, and particularly, you know, if I remember driving up, uh, I guess, a year before last, uh, you know, the protesters were there over the vaccine issues, and they were literally surrounding the state house. So you're going to engage those constituents before you ever get to your office. So it's uh, it can be dynamic. So during session, uh, when do you typically leave? Huntsville, and when did you come back? And as you, you drive down there, do you fly down there? It's, it's just, that's a lot of travel. So I'm curious how that works. It really is. Typically, I try to, you know, I carry a lot of agency bills for, for Aaliyah, for the sheriffs, for, for police agencies th throughout Alabama. So I try to go down on Tuesday morning and meet with some of my agencies. So, so a lot of times, if I can get out of Huntsville, I go down on Monday night. And then, of course, you know, we'll go into session on Tuesday. Uh, on our two-day sessions, which we try to keep to, if you get into a three-day session, just everything moves too fast. And then committee work all day on Wednesday, then back in full session uh, on Thursday. And then if we can get out of there by about 3 or 4 in the afternoon, I drive home. Hit I-65 uh, North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if we stay there till 10 or 11, uh, then, then I'll, I'll head back to the condo. So. All right, really important question. I was involved in the revitalization of downtown Montgomery. Where is your favorite place to eat in downtown Montgomery while you're there? Well, so if, if I if I'm downtown, uh, I always love Wenzel's. That's that that's always a good thing. And then that uh, I guess Sawzall's across the street there. Uh, so that that's 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 a couple of my close favorites there. Isn't there a Baumhauer's right by the Capitol too? Right yeah, there, he is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So um, coming back to Madison County, you served uh, the city of Huntsville for what do you say, thirty five years? Yeah, thirty five years. Huh? Um, talk us how you first got started and where you ended up before you retired from the city. Well, so, you know, right, right out of high school, and you wanted to be a, a police officer. And, and it's interesting. People ask me, well, how, how did you, you get that? I said, well, you know, I just worked in some areas and, 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 and delivered papers and would have interactions with, with officers and knew several of the officers. So I got in a cadet program, did that till I was uh, almost 21, 1980, went in the police academy. Uh, I was I was fortunate to have a have a good diverse career. 
uh, for many years there when, when Mayor Spencer came in uh, and uh, Compton Owens let, left the PD. Then I was selected uh, as, as Huntsville's police chief, and so I served her. And uh, because of all the growth in Madison County, our friend, you know, former Dallas Fanning, uh, was annexing a lot of property. And quite often I would stand up to city council meeting and air concerns about our ability to, to provide services to those annexed areas. And uh, so Mayor Spencer said, okay, well, then we're going to make you public safety director. And now it's your responsibility to, to, to gauge that growth moving forward, where we need the fire stations, how many police officers we need. And, and so I was blessed to do that uh, until 2008 when Tommy Battle came in. And i never forget, Tommy showed up at my office and he had a little napkin. And he said, he's Rex. He said, okay, this is me, and, and this is you, and this is the, the rest of the department. And, and if, you're, if you're willing to stay on with me, then I want you to stay on with me. And I said, sir, I appreciate that, but Dallas Fanning is a planner and, and, and has experience in the engineering side. I said, why don't we split that napkin, and I'll take all the services side, and he take the engineering plan. He said, you got it. So that, that's, how that, that's how that story began. And we stayed there until he began talking about running for governor, and I said, boss, I've been doing this 35 years. You only live once. I want to get out on the private side. Can I do something different? And I asked him then. I said, well, who do you think you'd want to work with? And he said, man, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. And then he walked in my office. He said, you know, I really enjoyed working with John Hamilton, uh, unfortunately, during the 2011 uh, tornado. And I said, well, boss, you may reach out and have lunch with him. And he said, yeah, go have lunch with him. So we did. And, and the rest is history. And John took my seat and, and continues to do an awesome job in, in Huntsville. What was the most challenging and most rewarding parts of being the police chief? Well, I think the most challenging is I came in in 2000, late 2004. So that was a time of technology change. We didn't have laptops in the, in the cars. We didn't have video cameras on the, on the dash. Uh, we just didn't have a lot of the things that I was seeing a lot of the larger departments uh, that had. Uh, former Congressman Bud Kramer, I think, gave us our first $2 million toward putting laptops in the cars, and we began doing that. Uh, later, we were able to put uh, uh, cameras on the, on the dash, and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the officers kind of pushed back on that. They were, had uncertainty about being filmed, but early on, we had an incident where, where a camera saved an officer's job and verified that, that, that he, he was telling the truth over, over an incident involving a female. And, uh, and, and from then on, there's never been an issue with it. So we, I think we had a, it, we began, we had, I had some good commanders uh, that were a lot smarter than me in, in the technical aspects. And we, we got them the funding and they did the planning. And, and, and boy, I just brag on our police department all the time when I'm standing that well in Montgomery. What about uh, something that was really rewarding during your time as a police chief? You look back and said, well, you know, I'm really proud of that, that, that accomplishment for the department. Yeah, well, I, th I think that was that. I think the advancement in technology, Chad, um, you know, we, 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 we had, you mentioned that we had some challenging times, too. I, I made a comment today that I just went back and did a eulogy for one of our investigators that died. And I, I was very reluctant to do that because the last time I had done that uh, was after the Lee High School bus accident and, and, and lost those children. And, and just, just dealing with the aftermath of that, with the investigations, uh, with all the national media in here, um, that was one of the more challenges in times. Uh, and, and then, and then you know, we, we lost two police officers during my tenure. And that's there, there are chiefs in Alabama that go through an entire career that, that never faced that. Uh, our department faced that. And, and I will tell you that, that uh, there, there was a lot of crying and hugging that went on behind closed doors. 
Uh, but I think we came out a, a very resilient and determined department uh, after each time. And I just always, I got to speak at the memorial not long ago and talk, talked about the, the, the ultimate sacrifice. But then I looked around there and there's police officers in uniform and guns and they chose to get up that morning, put that badge on, come back to work. So that's, uh, that, that's satisfying that you create that kind of environment. So in downtown Huntsville, where is one of your favorite places to eat these days? Oh wow! When I get down here, I I I, I go. I, I love Cotton Row. You know, I I, I love um, uh, the other end of the square there. The uh, uh, Commerce. Yeah, Commerce Kitchen. Okay. Yeah, I, I just ate there last week. Uh, so yeah, I've got several favorites. In There's downtown. a few more restaurants downtown than when you were uh, sitting oh, in my <laughs> it, You know, I, you've heard me say this. I'm, I've been blessed to work for several mayors in Huntsville for, as a matter of fact, and we've tried downtown so much, but, you know, we, we, we lack the, the, the walkability and the livability downtown, and y'all have captured that now, and it's so exciting to see people living above and, and, and below restaurants and, man, the outside, uh, I guess, the, I guess the, the, the extension of the patio uh, alcohol service really prompted that on, on some of these businesses downtown. So just really cool. I'm excited about that. When the idea of an entertainment district and the purple cups, as we call them, right? So basically able to walk around from noon to 11. What was your first reaction? Did you think that's a little too New Orleans or, or what was your uh, your thought on that at first? Because it was state legislation that enabled it, right? It was, um, but you know, and, and, and certainly you, you know that there were some challenges in Montgomery early on, and so we, we were not getting good feedback on them. So I, I think Huntsville approached it right. I think we started out small. Uh, we, we talked about having some separation. We talked about the officer's ability to ride bikes and, and, and to walk patrols in those areas to ensure that we didn't have any problems. And they just continued to be successful. And as you know, we've just continued to grow those. And, and I, I think, and you've, I, you and I have had this conversation, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to grow again. You know, I was excited the other day. I was out at Madison Square Mall, I guess is the newest mm -hmm. entertainment district. And uh, we're waiting on a movie to start. And a guy came in, ordered a margarita to go. And then I walk up there to the movie theater and he's standing in line drinking his margarita. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, <laughs> it, this is working out okay. So, so um, one of the things that North Alabama's really taking a leadership role across the state is, is the craft beer industry. Absolutely. And I know you have breweries in your district, Rocket Republic and, and Beezer and uh, or Chandler's Ford and Green Bus. And we also have Campus 805. And one of the things that you've really made a strong point is that in addition to whether you like beer or not, these are manufacturing jobs That's right. in North Alabama. Kind of walk us through what it, how important it is to have these manufacturing breweries in North Alabama. Well, it is, and it is jobs, and you know, and you you worked with us, uh, you know, during the during the COVID closures, and uh, and I always tell everybody a lot of the administrative adjustments that occurred in Alabama to extend that point of sale out to the curb started right here with the conversation with with, with you and some of our brewers and. And I can't tell you time after time that there, there, it wasn't about the revenue; it was about keeping people working. And so I was excited to get involved in that, and that that was later codified in law. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. It, that 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 shows that that Huntsville was open uh, to absorb those type businesses, and we're not the experts. Uh, so we'll have to continue to see how they develop in the future, what, what they need. You know, do they need growth by capacity? You know, I, I've, I've always been concerned about, and I heard that, you know, from some of the, the breweries here, 
you know, about about making our distilleries and having to ship them down to Montgomery to only to be taxed by 55 percent, then mm-hmm. sent back up here. And I said this publicly in Montgomery. I said, that sounds like Russia. I mean, I, I think government's taking a little bit bigger, too big a role. And I want to figure out how to break that system down and get it, you know, to to the retail side, you know, quicker and easier. And and, and ABC has done an awesome job to to listen to that and begin to change that process. Yeah, the pandemic was obviously a horrible thing, has been a horrible thing, um, so much loss. But there are always silver linings, it feels like. And I remember that conversation where some of these breweries are just trying to keep people on the payroll and not have to pour away product. And uh, to credit to you, as soon as I called you, you said, okay, if we're going to try to save jobs, let's talk. So to walk yeah. us through. I mean, you started reaching out to the ABC. Obviously, your law enforcement background probably helped. What was your approach in the pandemic to help because you're really an unsung hero for a lot of these breweries because of that legislation. Well, I, I, and I appreciate that, but obviously I was not the expert there. I, I was just willing to sit down with y'all and listen to what the needs were, you know, from, from our merchants. But uh, we, we, and it was about, you know, I always say life's about relationships and timing uh, is where, you know, I, I was able to reach out to ABC and say, hey, here's what I'm hearing. You know, we, I, I just feel like we need to do this to save jobs and keep these businesses going. And, and, and to credit ABC, you know, said, hey, let's get, let's see if the governor's office get on, on board. And we had those conversations sometimes, you know, late in the afternoon into the night. And, uh, and, then, and then everybody agreed it was the right thing to do. So um, it, it, that, it, it, that's satisfying to know that system works. You know, that you can pick up the phone, actually talk to somebody and, and have a reasonable conversation about doing something outside the, outside the box, if you will. So as we get close to wrapping it up, what are some of the issues um, in the district that are more of the urban issues that you've been dealing with? And we talked about the craft beer, entertainment districts. What are some other things you're tracking for the downtown area and more of the, the city center of Huntsville? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, the workforce continues to be a major concern. You know, last year uh, we, we, we handily passed the, the RSA post-return-to-work salary cap increase, and, and that's been restricted at 34000 uh, I brought legislation to move that to 54000 because I was hearing from stores, industries, um, you know, the prison system, from Aaliyah, you know, from our schools, that they, they were want, they there's just not available workforce, and they wanted to reach out and and hire more retirees back into the system. And if it's a government system that pays an RSA, they were restricted. So we did that. Unfortunately, it got it got stalled in the Senate. Uh, I will pre-file that again this time, and 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 that will be coming forward. Um, that my, my other legislation, of course, again I passed a lot last year, you know, supporting agencies. Uh, one of the big ones that I've talked about before with your organization is, is uh, was actually developed out of Mayor Battle's office was about uh, the expansion of expanding the, the community's ability to, to do online signatures, uh, automate a lot of our files. And actually, while we were kind of bringing that through committee, the state of Alabama piggybacked that, and now that went statewide. Uh, now people it gives people more ability to do you know uh, automated signatures and store files and things like that. So that makes every little business down the street here easier to, to obtain license, 
you know, get permits approved and things like that. So we just got to con- we just got to continue to focus on anything that makes it easier to do business in both Huntsville and, and throughout Alabama. Yeah, it feels like sometimes the, the media focuses on the big you know, controversial issue things, but things, something like electronic signatures. I mean, yeah, that yeah. that makes life easier, yeah. not just for the businesses, but for the customers as yeah, well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that stuff doesn't get a lot of media attention, it's so not, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. So... Um, What's next for Rex Reynolds? What's what's the session looking like? Um, what committees are you on? What are you focusing well, on? Well, so, you know, our, our speaker is retiring, which is prompting a, 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 a pretty big change in the Alabama legislature. Uh, we, we will have an internal election uh, that, that will be discussed on November the 10th uh, within the caucus. And then we will come in and formalize that in an organizational session in January. So, you know, you'll have a new Speaker of the House. You'll have a new leader. You'll have a new uh, Speaker pro tem. Uh, the committees will change. Chairmans will change. So uh, I'm kind of going into it eyes wide open. Uh, so, so we'll see. The the new Speaker, so um, uh, speaker, uh, speaker McCutcheon is retiring. Yes. And so internally, presuming y'all keep control, sure. which you will in the House, um, you also said majority leader and the pro tem are leaving. Is that right? That's right. So that's a lot of that's leadership turnover. Where, where are they going? Well, so the, so the leader is running for, for speaker. Oh, okay. 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 And then, and then actually my board chair, uh, is Steve Klaus, uh, out of the Troy area is also running for, for speaker. So it's, uh, it makes for some interesting inside politics there. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. You know, I just, and I tell a lot of these new ones that, that, that come in that, you know, hey, just, just do like me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 63 years old in my second career, but I'm keeping my nose to the ground. I'm going to keep doing my work and then we'll, we'll see how it all, all plays out. Well, that's great. So I'm um, going to wrap up here. Um, we usually go with a section or a, a section, a segment, excuse me. Segment? It's been like a week and a half since we recorded, so <laughs> got to get used to it. The favorite five, five questions designed to get uh, to know the personality behind the person. Okay. Designed to be one word answers, but you can expound okay. if you really want to. What's the best house Committee, local legislation or military and veterans affair? Uh, military and veterans affairs. See, I asked because you're chair of one and vice yeah, chair of the other, yeah, right? I did yeah, my research yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I'm not a veteran. And, and people say, oh, well, I, since this is the chairman left, I guess you'll be chairman. I'm like, no, I think we need to take a look around and find a veteran to step up in that lead position. So That's all I could find in your bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> craft beer or craft whiskey? Uh, craft beer. The better pitch sport, softball or baseball? Well, it's hard to say, but softball after I pulled my hamstring during Mayor Battle's uh, uh, game against AUSA, but yeah, still softball. So tell us what happened with that. Yeah, well, I just hit the in first base. I, or? Thought I, I thought it was between second and third, and then some energetic uh, shortstop uh, cut across there and grabbed it. I thought, oh, I got to run fast. And so that didn't turn out too well. So How are you feeling? Are you better? Yeah, are you pretty healed? good. I'm, I'm kind of swimming and biking, you know, okay. every, every morning, but I cannot run. Oh. Not, not yet. Yeah. Big football game, the college level, Auburn or Alabama? Auburn. Okay. I noticed you went to Auburn, Montgomery. You have a degree from Auburn, Montgomery. I did, and yeah. both my kids went there. So okay. just kind of, it's just evolution. used to be a huge Alabama fan, so I'm not a hater. I, I, can, I can pull for Alabama uh, just as much as Auburn lost it not on the same day. 
I went to law school at Tennessee, have a son at Alabama, have a son at Auburn. Oh my so I goodness. assume my third son will go to Georgia or Florida or something. So it just makes it as hard as possible. To <laughs> Auburn's a cool place. I'm actually going back down to my grandkids this weekend for a kids triathlon. All right. So it's the first sanctioned, sanctioned event in this area in a while. So that'd okay. be pretty cool. I'll be moving him in next weekend. So. Yeah, okay. All right. You go to a concert at the new Orion. Is it the Grateful Dead or Widespread Panic? Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't say one of those. So just <laughs> and number five of the favorite five. This is going to be the most controversial. You ready? There's a big Friday night football game. Who are you going to pull for if it's Huntsville High versus Hazel Green High? Both are in his district side. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, I'm pulling for both of them. I'm, I'm going to stand on Ty. the fence underneath the goalpost on one end or the other, so I am right in the middle. Well said, Representative uh, Reynolds. Well said. Uh, so, all right, everyone. That is State Representative Rex Reynolds of uh, House District 21. Just about all the downtowns there. Thank you for all of your support of downtown and DHI. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jay. We'll talk to everyone next time on the DHI Explorer Podcast.